to Two Humans Talking, the podcast where we discuss the challenges of staying healthy in today's modern, prosperous, modern, fast-paced world. <laughs> I'm Tiffany Sims, your burnout recovery expert and holistic wellness coach. And today we are back with my bestie, Miss Erica Williams. <laughs> Welcome to today's episode. So in part one, you heard about Erica's story in her journey with discovering that there's something going on with her thyroid and how she's been managing that the last seven and a half years and how that has helped her redefine what healthy means for her in this season of life and how she's navigated that. So if you haven't checked out part one, you can go back and check that out. Uh, But in that interview, interview, story time, whatever, conversation, (laughs) you had mentioned about how you have a doctor's checkup in February to go over your doses and that there's a possibility that your thyroid doses will get changed again right before, before a half marathon, the Disney princess half okay. marathon. Yes, I'm doing the challenge, so the 10K and a half. Super excited. And here in the background, if you're watching us on YouTube, have- Eric and I have... We have marathon ears. We have our marathon ears because Erica and I, back in January of this what year was 2023. This 2023. Is year. This is this year. We ran... Um, in Disney World. I did the Dopey, which is a 5K, 10K, half and full. And Erica is a crazy woman who has <laughs> never run a half marathon before in her life and decided to run the half marathon and marathon for the Goofy Challenge. She has her Goofy Challenge shirt on. I have my genie one from uh, Wine and Dine from 22. Mm-hmm. One today. We vibing. I knew when I got dressed this morning, I was like, I have a really strong feeling that she's going to come with a Disney running shirt on and I want to match the vibes. And she comes in the door with her marathon ears. And I was like, I love you. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, For no. the viewers, let me grab the picture. Oh, that's how cute we are. Because it sits on the shelf with the ears. I love it. So we're going to talk about Erica's journey to running her first half K or half K, half marathon and full marathon. <laughs> Say no, no, I can't see it, but it makes me happy. Um, we're gonna talk about how we went from like random mud runs where you'd be like, Hey, do you want to do this with me? and I'm getting color runs, the random 5Ks here and everyone, a couple times a year, mud and crevices that you just didn't know you could get mud in. I did it again in all in all the moments in between. Mm -hmm. Um, where do you want to start this story? Because I think it's inspiring because you were not a runner. You were not an exerciser. I, well, I exercised, but I didn't run. But, it wasn't like, but you did, but I don't, was, would you I say was it was like your in. thing? I was never all in. Or more like a chore? It was uh, back to the definition of like, in my early 20s, what I thought healthy meant, you worked out because you had to to be healthy. So like, it was, I had to. It wasn't that I wanted to. It wasn't that there were benefits. It was that. This is what I was supposed to do. Especially post-thyroid removal, it was like, I had to, I was trying to do anything I could to bring the weight back down because I had been, for a very long time, I was always small. You know, I met you, I was, what, 22, 23, 22, and I was 120 to 125 pounds at that point. Had my thyroid removed and my weight started to creep. Prior to that, I never really changed weight. Had my thyroid removed and I was like, okay, well, now I'm 130. Well, now I'm 135. Now I'm 140-something. And, like, it just kept going. So the working out was, like, I was uncomfortable in my skin because I didn't know how to be comfortable on a bigger size. And it wasn't like I was big. Like, I was not big. It was not big. But, but you I were big for you compared for me, to where you compared were. Compared to, yes. And compared to how other people had met me and knew me. Yes. And there were struggles there. But you were also still a child. I was young. Yeah. When, like, compared to now, I'm not, like, 22, when you look back, you're like, oh, like, I was not even a full adult yet. Like, I was barely an adult. We thought we were so cool back then. We're like, oh, I'm a grown-up now. But, like, your body is actually still developing. Your brain is still forming. Like, your organs are still finding their home. You hadn't even grown the most recent organ that you grew and got in, like, (laughs) discharged out your body for lack of a better word <laughs> and so like because that is where things are real too that I think people forget because it's like oh I want to be high school skinny and, it's and like, I don't I you have zero were... desire to get back to 120 pounds zero none whatsoever not for me 
not like I don't the life I would have to live to be that size is not a life that I find worth living it's not it's not I want to enjoy life I want to enjoy my food I want to if I want to go have drinks with friends I, I don't want to feel like oh man if I do that I can't eat anything yeah or oh man I like I I drank last week, so I can't drink again until next month because it's too many calories. Like, I am not somebody who wants to count calories. I am not somebody who wants to say, oh, I shouldn't have cake. Or, oh, like, I love baking. Like, you saw the skull cake I made this week. She made the cubist skull cake for Halloween this week. Sent it to work and came back, like, from here down. <laughs> <laughs> she got the coolest skeleton pan. I'm assuming you got it from Walmart because I saw a similar one on the shelf. Uh, I think it's Wilton brand, but I think I got that one at Home Goods. Okay. Because I saw one just like it at Walmart mm-hmm. yesterday when yeah. I was in there because so, home go you know, like, I want to enjoy food. I don't want to feel guilty for eating or feel like, oh man, I can't eat that because it doesn't fit into my macros or into this or into that. And if I wanted to get back to 120 pounds, I would have to count calories and macros and work out for hours a day. And like, that's not the life that it's not I where it, That's not su- your version of sustainable. And so why put yourself through all of that to, to reach the goal just to revert back? Like, right. Cause as soon as like I hit that, what am I going to do? Continue to live a life that I don't enjoy? Or am I going to slip back into things that are, bring me happiness, bring me joy, allow me to be comfortable with friends and family. And then I was like, oh, suddenly I'm back up here. And it's like, no. I think that level of intention and structure and like specificity for Mm -hmm. whatever. For the vast majority, it's unsustainable. It's not, well, it's not sustainable for anyone, but I think that there's a, I think that there's a place for it. If say you were going to become, if you're, doing a figure competition right, like, or because there's this end goal and you're reaching for a result but for the everyday human like why do you need to be eight no, percent body fat um and that's not to say be fat and lazy and sloppy because that's right. not a life either no of being out being able to get up off your couch right and get off and down from the floor mm-hmm. and so i think it's awesome that you're finding what works for you mm-hmm. and making those adjustments based off of how you're feeling and so, I mean, and like for me, sometimes it's a little bit more laxities. And then there's other times where I realize that like I'm feeling really sluggish because of the choices mm-hmm. I've made. And so then it's like, oh, I'm now making different choices, not because I want to lose weight or be skinny, but it's because like, I want to feel bad. I don't body. feel good right now. Like I and went a little too far right. off. And the that's end. how I, I try to navigate is, am I feeling good? Am I able to keep up with her? How is my mood? And if those things aren't lining up the way that I want them to, then I make adjustments. But I don't want to be like, oh, I weigh X amount, so I gotta, I gotta lose all this weight, so I gotta cut all these things. Like, no, that's not for me. But yeah, so I, I work, I used to work out specifically for the weight benefits or hopeful weight benefits. Um, for then, anyone who is a beach body person, Erica, if you ever get a day obsession, Donald was her spirit animal. In case you just need some like context <laughs> of Erica, yes, Dumb the was struggle. Your that, <laughs> You're that like, I relate to him like, so that's much. It. That's me. <laughs> the uh, every time. That's me. That's, that's it. Yeah. Um. So I would work out, but it wasn't wasn't something that brought me joy, and I wasn't like ever excited to work out or to do a workout. Like I might have gotten excited to start a new program. Or whatever, but then once you're in it, it's like I gotta go do this, and it was I have to. It wasn't I wanted to. It wasn't like this is fun. It was this is what you have to do. Um, and then at that point, it was every once in a while I would see a five k that looked fun, like the color run or the what the first one be. It was the, the dirty girl. Literally called the dirty girl mud run. Oh my god, uh, there was so there was so much mud. Please, so you went down mud. the slide. You didn't. Have that video. The parents have been electrocuted. No, no, that was you. Was that me? That was you and the boys. I did not do that one. Oh, yeah. Some did, boys. That was that her was husband and I life. did a run. Run for your life. Yeah. It was like a life. zombie theme, and they had these barbed wires 
but I didn't know I could get electrocuted. And oh, not, like, electrocuted, like, we're going to die, but, like, shocking zaps. Yeah, I was like, yeah. this is miserable. I'm wet, I'm cold, and I'm, like, army crawling through this mud, and I'm like, I don't want to. Who's the But I did the zombies can take me. And I was very happy to skip that one. Because <laughs> the, the number of, like, marks that he oh. came home with talking about all the shocks. It's like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I also can't tell you because around the time I was like, you know what? I've done the mud run thing. I'm good. Like, I don't need to do them anymore. You were, you were over the color. But I can't tell you how many times that I did 5Ks that I wouldn't have just because you were excited to do that. (laughs) Like, I didn't mind the challenge of it, but it was like, okay. (laughs) Well, then they're done. All right. Yeah, I mean, we laugh our way through. Like, I mean, like I wanted to support you so badly because you were so excited that I didn't want you to miss out on the exciting part because I had already done it ahead of you. <laughs> Does anyone else have friends like that? Like, are you that friend who gets who's allows yourself to be talking to things that you're either over, maybe you're not the runner? of the group and then you're like oh all right let's go i don't want to be the one who says no when everyone else is or you're the one like picking it out like what season are you in let me know in the comments you and i go back and forth with <laughs> too. uh and that's what happened to me three weeks ago four weeks ago whatever three weeks ago when i got talking to the talk about it can Woo! i tell you how i was so proud of you and so selfishly i was like i'm I'm glad she had a group of people in that, but that is not the season that I advanced. I don't want to give you a tough mushroom. Like, been there, done that. I'm good at this season. I got the last second asked to join the team because somebody else backed out. And it was like, uh, okay, sure, I'll do it. Yay. And then I was like, I am not prepared. Okay. In any way. (laughs) I want to talk a little bit about this because you're set up. Um. So we, we've gone from the years of working out because that's what you were supposed to do, going through the motions, trying to get the benefits from it, but it wasn't anything you ever really enjoyed. Right. We had Emily, mm-hmm. you're finding your way back. You were very adamant, very adamant from the moment she got pregnant, that she was not worried, had zero cares about her pre-pregnancy body, that she wanted to make sure that she was a strong mom. A present mom in that she was doing what she needed to do to create healthy relationships with food for Emily as she was mm-hmm. growing and not restricting and also not creating the negative self-talk for her because as a woman it starts so early with oh I can't wear that that makes me look fat or oh I can't wear that like I'm I am too fat I am too big. I am not small enough. I I don't have enough food or my butt's too big or like for whatever reason that you like you put something on and go, oh, I can't, I can't. And I don't want that internal voice for my daughter because the amount of energy that we as women spend worried about the shape of our bodies, the size of our bodies, the size of our clothes, which is all bullshit because I can buy jeans, same brand, different styles. And I wear four different sizes. Yep. And I'm like, so it's all bullshit anyway. Yeah. Like, it is complete ridiculous. Like, at least for men, their pant size is the same number. You wear a 32, you wear a 32 here, you wear a 32 there. It's the same. Your inseam is your inseam. Like, these are your right. These are your, your, your waistband is the same because it's a number. It is not a, oh, well, an eight here is this many inches and an eight there is that many inches. And then we're like, oh, now we got a two and it's, it's this big and a two there is this big. And a two in 2023 is a different than the two in 2020, which was a different than a two in 2000 and 1984. Right, right. <laughs> so I don't want to give my daughter that voice I don't ever want to be the reason that she thinks she can't do something because myself my self limitations or my internal voice so I'm working very very hard internally to eliminate that voice for myself which is hard especially given that I am the biggest I have been in my life at this point like Aside from when she was born, that's the only time in my life that I've been bigger than I am now. And that was the very tail end of pregnancy. And then my thyroid meds went so crazy and I dropped 40 pounds in like three months. And that's not right either. Um, you know, so I am working very, very hard 
to stay neutral and to not say anything negative about my body or her body or anybody's body in front of her. Um, you know, and if, you know, it's never, oh, look at your big belly, which one, she's she's so petite anyway, but it's, she's a very you, have, kid. you have such a nice belly, it's such a good belly, or, you know, oh, you're so strong, or oh, you're this, and if it's never, oh, Emily, you're, you're too small to be that, or you're too big for that, or, you know, like, it's... One thing that re- recently, since Emily's been born recently, she's she's going to be three. She's two and a half. Yeah, yeah she's, she's three in February. Three in February. Is you were family pictures for something, and you were trying to find your clothes, and I was asking how it was going, and you were like, I just don't like the way they look. They're too small right now. And you, whether you had already worked it through your head or not, but, like, you're like, I just need to go buy clothes that fit me now and then that was it like that was the conversation mm-hmm. I need to go find clothes that fit me now that I feel great in mm-hmm. and like it is what it is and I thought that was so awesome because so many women mm-hmm. will because you still had time before the family picture I, I had maybe a month yeah and I you had four weeks and do you know how many women would have put their clothes on felt un- been like oh these are too snug I'm mm-hmm. they're, they're they're hugging too tight and would have put themselves on this like miserable diet mm-hmm. to be a certain size for their family photos rather than refocusing on being healthy and letting their body be what it is at the time because that was the jerk part of their story. Yes. And I just remember just being so proud of you and being like, Tiff, keep it to yourself. This is weird. <laughs> like, so glad it came up now. But I just remember being like, I, because we're, I have no idea how old you are in this moment or how old am I? I'm 39. Am I 39? I think so. You're, are you 31? 32. 32. Okay. So seven years, seven years apart. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I think the reason I was so taken aback and like, just so proud and just like, I didn't even have words on how it works now because you're seven years younger than I am. And you were exhibiting things that I, had just learned myself, which was learning how to love my body for where it was at and what it was capable of doing, mm-hmm. not for what it wasn't. Not hating it. For not me. hating it because up until very recently, within the last two years, mm-hmm. every time I bought clothes, I always bought the size smaller because it's like these will fit in five or 10 pounds. From the time I was like 10, that's how it's been when we've gone shopping. It's never been... This is what fits me right now. And mm-hmm. this is what we're going home with. It was always like, I'll work, I'll, I'll win, get there. I'll get there. If I buy these, I'll, like, I'll have to fit in I'll them. I'll have the motivation. Yeah. I'll get there. And you didn't. And it, it like took me almost 10 years longer than it took you to learn, mm-hmm. like to be there. And I thought that was so cool. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that there aren't things that you might want to improve upon, like mm-hmm. that you might not like or want long-term. Right. But you being able to appreciate yourself in the moment I think is really cool. You were so stinking cute. I told your mommy you were going to be on off this couch today. I really didn't believe her. I was like, no, once we get going, if you're watching us on YouTube, Lexi's on the couch with us. And the thing about Lexi is that she's scared of her own shadow most of the time. And when her and Erica first met, just like most people, she was like gone in the other room and Mm -hmm. Erica was convinced that she was to hang out with us. And I was like, no, once we get going, she's going to like be like, you guys are boring and leave. But no, she loves her some Erica. Mm -hmm. Okay. So anyway, that was a really long side tangent about (laughs) the dog. Well, not just the dog, but even just the, the mirror moment of like being able to love yourself in pie clothes that make you feel good in the moment. And so we talked about how exercising was a chore. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about how we came to running, to running, came to row house and loving that because that led to this recent run and you making new friends there and like expanding yourself. So let's, let's get back to the running. Okay. So while you do that, I'm fixing my questions. There you go. Uh, So back to to the running story. So. I had a miscarriage back in 2019 that just absolutely devastated me. Um, yeah, I really like, wasn't sure you were gonna how like when you. Yeah, that one was 
that was brutal. Um, in part because it dragged out for like a month, um, which didn't help anything because it was the feed it, the baby had stopped developing and my body didn't do anything and there were no signs. And I went in for an ultrasound and they're like, oh, there's been no change from your ultrasound two weeks ago. Like, oh, great. And then it was, I took medicine to try and induce a miscarriage and that didn't work fully. So then I still had to go in for a procedure to clear everything out. So it just, it dragged on for so long that it was this total, like, totally screwed at especially the fact that like I found out on a Friday and didn't get to talk to my doctor until Monday to get the prescription to cause the miscarriage to actually happen so it was like this whole like I'm pregnant but I'm not I'm pregnant but there's no baby like but there is it's still here but nothing's happening and like that really 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 messed with me for a very long time and I was going through emotions like there was no joy. There was no joy at all in anything. But not everybody could see that. Because I, I went through emotions. I laughed with everybody else. I went in. But it wasn't, I didn't feel any of it. Because I was so lost in the weeds. And so I can see that was September, October. And I think in January, I started to work out again. I signed up for, signed up for 10K. Because I needed something that I had to work for. That you hadn't done yet. I hadn't done yet, but I had to work for. That I needed to, like, I had to do something. I had to train. I had to do whatever. Because I was so obsessed with the loss and with trying to get pregnant again. And it wasn't happening as fast as I wanted it to. And I was, every month, back got harder. Um, ooh, that that went farther than I thought it would. Um, so I signed up for a 10K and I, I was running. So this was early 2020 and I was running at the gym on a treadmill, which I hate. Like I am not a treadmill runner. Like that's not for me. I'd rather be outside. But I also didn't want to be outside in the freezing cold and, you know, in the dark because at the time I was still working at the mattress store, working 50 hours a week, you know, here at work from... 9 30 to 9 o'clock at night you know like you, there's just not a whole lot of time to get out and run outside with that um so I signed up for that 10k to give me something aside from worrying about pregnancy um and then COVID happened and that run got postponed and then it became a virtual thing for that year I don't know if it's come back I haven't looked um but I did, I got out and I ran it the day that it was supposed to be or the day before the day after it was that weekend. I went out and I ran it by myself um, with a stress fracture in my foot. Um, but for me, training for that run helped to pull me out of that depression spiral that I was going in after that miscarriage. And the next month we can see that one. And you and I went for a run, I think, I don't know if it was the day I found out or the day after I found out I was pregnant with Molly. And I'm grateful it was you because I was like watching my heart rate like spike like crazy. And I was, and I did tell you before I told pretty much anybody else, like Jess knew and you knew and that was it. And, um, you know, but you didn't have any problem like but I needed to walk a little bit longer to bring my heart rate back down because I was like, I am not cooking this thing. Like, I'm not. No boiling babies. No boiling You had no problem adjusting with me as you did. Um, but also, I needed someone to, like, talk with that day because I was terrified. I was scared to death of what would happen. <laughs> She's the cutest. I was too that day. Because as your friend, like, to be... No, I... <laughs> I knew how hard the walk, the original first box was. And I was 
so honored to know that you were pregnant and it was so fresh and that balance of like supporting you and being active and so that you didn't become scared of the universe for nine months Mm -hmm. and also not letting like finding that balance of like encouraging you to keep moving and not enabling you to do nothing you're salty tears are delicious (laughs) and and also (laughs) you're so funny Lex (laughs) I hope you miss Erica but like it was I was nervous too because I didn't know how far like where the line was I didn't know Mm -hmm. and like and like I said like as your friend like I wanted you to be active because I knew you needed to be and I didn't want to push you being like, oh no, like we got a, like a little bit longer, like let's go a little bit further. And then something had happened. Like it was such a hard spot to be in, but at the same time, it was so beautiful too. And I think that was just, I think you did such a good job of being scared and doing it anyway. And then like listening to your body. So I ran through, I think, the first trimester and then kind of fell off. But that was also, you know, everything was still weird because it was 2020. So the height of all the COVID nonsense. And there was stress and worry there because, like, at that point, a lot of the hospital policies were, you know, you couldn't have any visitors. You couldn't have, you could only have one person with you in the hospital. So I had a lot of worries with that of, like, well, what happens if one of us tests positive? Because most places, if the mom tested positive, whoever was there was her support person and then to leave. And if that person tested positive, they couldn't be there. And there were some hospitals, not all, but some that were trying to force a policy that came out later that they shouldn't have, where if the mom tested positive, they were separating the baby from the mom ever. So there was a lot of fear with all of that. Um, and then, you know, we made it through all of that. And I was so, I was active. I was, I worked. I think the last day I worked was like three days before I was induced. Um, you know, so I was still moving mattress and I was still doing things at work. I was, it, it was funny because anytime I was there with a coworker, they're like, don't move that. I'll get it for you. I can do this. I've been doing this for nine years. I can move a mattress. It's fine. But I also appreciated the concern and the support. Did you ever get to a point in your pregnancy where you were comfortable or were you terrified of like losing the baby? Um, I think once I got to where I could feel her kicking is where I was more comfortable. Um, And then about two weeks, almost two weeks before she was born, about 11 days, I went in the hospital once. Um, for some monitoring because I hadn't felt her move in like 18 hours and that's that's a concern and then literally as soon as they put the monitor on she started kicking and going crazy and I was like are you kidding okay scared the hell out of me but all right um but yeah so that moment brought a lot of fear back to the surface and that one also sucked because they wouldn't let Jesse come in so I was alone in that hospital room and I remember being terrified that it was going to be bad. And I didn't know how I was going to handle it. I was. Because that's, you know, at that point, I, I don't know. I don't know what would have happened. For me. Um, but. Once she was here, you know, I didn't do much for myself for a while. And I think it was while we were visiting his family, one of the times we were visiting his family um, that year after we had her. And like, I got super stressed out. Like, it's there are times where being up there is really stressful, there are times where it's fine. Uh, but I got really stressed out. Things got really tense between the two of us. And I wanted to go for a run. 
but I couldn't take her with me. I didn't feel comfortable leaving her. And I didn't have a jogging stroller, so it wasn't like I could take her with me for a run. And I think it was that night I ordered a jogging stroller because I was like, I needed that back because there were feel like the act of running is not fun. Like I don't enjoy the act of running. I don't. But the way that I feel at the end of a run is what I was looking for, is what I needed. Because there's a clarity that happens. There's a pride. There's like, I did that. That sucked and I did it anyway. And then the clarity that happens is So I was unmatched. looking for that clarity in that like sense of peace at the end. It's almost like a sense of freedom when you go for a run. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ordered a jogging stroller that day. And I started running again with her. And I had told you prior to getting pregnant with her, after I had run that 10K, you and I were talking about Run Disney. And I told you then that I wanted to run the Dopey Challenge in 2023. And I didn't believe you. And you <laughs> But I, I wrote down. I did not know you were dead serious. And I was. And, you were. And... You know, so I started running with her again. So this was summer 2021. Was it? Were, when you were just said that you were going to do Dopey, did that, because I remember when I did my first Dopey Mm -hmm. in 2018, I remember crying at mile like 21 (laughs) on the phone with my mom. Like who ever let me think this was a good idea? Why did you let me think I could do this? Like, I don't think I could finish and like, even as I was running down the chute to the finish line, I could see the finish line. And I was like, never again. And as soon as I crossed the line, I was like, I could do that again in five years. <laughs> and I remember telling you that. Exactly. Did my date have anything to do with your date? Okay. Because I knew I wasn't going to do it alone. <laughs> like, the Dopey Challenge is what, 48 point something, 49 point something? 48.6. Yeah. In four days. You wake up at 3 a.m. every day. And like, it's in Disney World and you never know what the weather is going to be. Beginning of January, it can be freezing cold, be super hot, can be crazy humid. And we had all of that when we did this one because you wake up and it's like you're standing out there in, this in the crowd. You and I are half naked and we started that day with like coats on. And trash bags. And trash bags. And, and trash so bags. And freezing and we kept throwing layers off. And I felt like an asshole because when I was telling you that I was just getting excited about registration for Dopey mm-hmm. because I don't, if you're not a run Disney person, oh my God. it is like the equivalent on a different scale, but it, imagine trying to get Taylor Swift concert tickets. Like it's intense, it's and not everyone day, gets it. It sells out in an it's, hour. Like it's yeah. it's insane. It's intense. Okay. And I remember you being like, "Yeah, I'm in," and I was like, "One, I went, huh?" And then two, I was like, "What an asshole you are! You here the whole time. You do, you do, you do. And Erica secretly in the shadows, like I'm in, and you didn't even know enough." To like be her friend and hype her up. Like, what is wrong with you? I'll find it's all good. And then so, when we got, it, I had gotten in Mom registration was, day. Registration day because the site freaking crashed. So it's we're in. all for hours, like sitting there, like, okay, when's it coming? When's it coming? It's supposed to start at ten, and I think it was. It like, took like two hours for them like to get the site back up. By the time they got the site back up, and my mom had actually gotten in before I did, and she's like, just work because she was going to do the ten k, right? She's going to do the five and the ten. Five and ten. And she's like, just, just get your ticket to me. I'm like, no, I'm in line. It's fine. And she was like, you're being ridiculous. And I don't know what my hiccup was. Whatever. For some reason, I felt like I was cheating the line. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever. So I got into Dopey and Erica did and, not. Uh, well, so uh, I still like all the feelings. I was trying to get through it and I'm like putting everything in. I get everything in and I go to click to pay and there's nowhere. Like something wasn't populating right where it wouldn't let me get to that. And, and I think then it was already sold out and you were no, in no, the no, loop. No, no, no. Because it like and then I was able to get it on the next on the next page that loaded. And then I went to pay and that's when it sold it out. I was like, <laughs> so the Dopey challenge is the 5k, 10k half in marathon. The goofy challenge for that weekend is the half of the marathon. Which I think is more nuts than dopey, actually. Because it's like the you don't get any part. part. You don't get the fun you part of it. Easy, like you can 
walk the 5K, nobody gives a shit. The 5K, there's no time limit. Like, you really... Like, literally, you can walk that. You could walk years. it if you wanted, which I did a lot, lot this year, yeah. which was different for me. Ooh. Like, previous right. dopey, my ego was different. I had different expectations. I had different expectations for myself. I had different goals then. Mm-hmm. And with this one, I was coming off a hip injury, so yes, I was terrified of not I had a train. I was terrified of getting hurt. And I just really enjoy. I'm glad mom did it because I was able to just enjoy and yeah, went I walked know. it with her because she was coming out of back surgery. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't about me. It was just about like being on being able to being do it there. with her. Yeah. And it was so cool. But yeah, like you missed the fun parts, which was the 5k and being able to take as much time as you wanted to stop at all the character stops. Mm-hmm. The 10k where you could like Run to the next character, take your time to be in line, run because you're like, all right, I only got to go 6.2 right. miles. You I think you're not. So I, so I settled for the goofy. I had so many feelings about settling for the goofy um, because it's not dopey. And when you talk to people who know Run Disney and you tell them that you're running Marathon Weekend, they always ask, oh, are you doing dopey? Are you doing the dopey challenge? And then you say, no, I'm doing goofy. They're like, well, what's that? And it was like, it felt like such a slap in the face because I was like, I'm working very hard here. I'm doing the thing. I am trying to do the thing. And, you know, like it, like it felt like kind of like second best. Like it's, it's the ugly duckling that nobody talks about. It's the only place in the entire world. We're running a half and a marathon two days in two days. It's It's like, like, that no one's like, oh, that people feel the need to say, oh, I'm only doing the goofy. And you're like, you are about to run 39 something miles. Do not say just 39.3. You did not get to use the word just in this sentence. And I did. And I, like, the whole time I was like, oh, just doing good feelings, not dopey. Like, you not. I had so many feels about it for, like, so long. And then I finally did it. And I was like, I want to do goofy again. And I want to do dopey. Like, I want to do both separately. Like, so. Goofy, you get three medals. You get the half, the marathon, and the goofy medal. The dopey, you get the 5K, the 10K, the half, the marathon, the goofy, and the dopey medal. I want to do the goofy on its own again. I do. Uh, There's a very small population of people who goofy, and mm -hmm. I think that they are a special breed because it's just different. Because Mm -hmm. you really are there, almost there for the competition of it. Mm -hmm. Whereas dopey, there's some competition, but it's also... There's a lot of people there for fun and for the accomplishment of doing it. Mm -hmm. And most people don't register for Goofy on its own. Yeah. Yeah. It's a much, I think the amount of registrations they have for just Goofy are much smaller. It's a much smaller availability number than the Dopey. It's also crazy to me that anywhere else in the world, you run a marathon, your first marathon. And it's wild. And it's it's wild. And and everybody cheers for you. And it's the marathon week with Dopey and Goofy are is the only time that Run Disney has a full marathon option. Everything else is a half marathon or under. You only get these years if you do the marathon. This, but it's the only place in the universe where someone is like, like, shyly says like, oh, it's my fir- I'm only doing the marathon. It's my first one. And it's like, you're running a marathon today. Like, why are we downplaying this? I people in the crowd, like, the little bit of talking that I did in the crowd day one for me which was a half because I fell on the way to the oh my god the corral. <laughs> you're walking to the crowd it's like it's 4 a.m it's super dark it's not well lit on this I'm in a hurry because no, hello no, no, I need no we both were but also the people in front of us were walking in a really funky like they kept stopping and starting and stopping and like it we were so tip is like she's clear they're in front of me and I'm like, and she can see me like trying to figure out where to go. So she steps to the side. I didn't realize how close we were to the edge of the asphalt. And so she steps aside and she goes, come here. And I was like, cool. And I ate shit. Yes, she did. I, my heart I went my butt. Flat, like completely splat, cut my hand, cut my leg. There were tears because I was like, on my way to run a half and a marathon, and now I'm falling and like. And I still wanted you to have the most like, magical first run Disney uh-huh. first marathon experience, and like I 
felt, felt like horrible. I did. It's not your fault. Well, <laughs> tell myself that because I felt like it was my fault because I was the one. Because I felt like I was in a hurry and I was zipping around and not being no cautious. No, because I was, I was the one like that was caught, and you were seeing the frustration build for me. So you were trying to get me around that. Yeah. That's what that was. And then it being your first half marathon, I knew you were already nervous. And like the excitement, the anticipation, the, the nerves, the can I really do this? Uh-huh. Like all of it. All of that was there. And so like I really had, so here you just fell, you're bleeding, Ooh. you've got straight hands. And I really didn't know how to help like I was so worried about how that was going to affect you getting to the starting line and I'm not gonna lie I'm standing in the crowd like with tears freezing because it's it was freaking cold um and like I talked to like two people in the crowd because they're like checking on me like and I'm like I'm fine I just felt like I'm okay like and I tend to not want a ton of attention on me especially when I'm I'm unsure of something or how something's going to go or how it works or I'm anxious or like, I really like, I like to blend in the background until I am comfortable. And then I am big and bold and I am here, um, which That's takes time. Accurate. It takes time. Pretty accurate. <laughs> so like the people checking on me made me like even more like trying to like tuck into myself, but also part of the magic of Disney is that like of run Disney at least is that you like, as you're moving through the course, everybody's encouraging everybody like there's a lot of camaraderie like I will never see 99% of those people again that I saw that day somebody else fell on the course there's a part where it wasn't super well lit um it's like I guess one of the lights was out or something and she tripped on the curb and she went flat and I was like (gasps) and like she had people with her and she was so discouraged I was like look I fell on the way to the start. Like, it's all right. We're going to get through this. You're going to be fine. And then I left because I was like, I don't want her to feel like there's too much attention and for that to pull her further out of it. So I like, I gave the encouragement that I could in that moment. And it was like, we're doing it. We're here. It's fine. You're going to be fine. Make it to the end. I remember when you fell. I was like, it just means like, my and I did. I was fine. The rest of it, I was fine. Um, but like the half was so much fun. Like the, so I'm not gonna lie. I was under trained, under prepared for marathon. Like not gonna lie. Like I was not prepared and that made it harder than it had to be. And I know that. I know that's on me. The half was so much fun. Like I literally, so you get shirts with your registration. So you get a half shirt. Of a marathon shirt and a and a goofy shirt for the goofy race. I tend to wear the half shirt more because I enjoyed the half so much. And like I did, I bought the merch. I bought I bought in the merch, the expo, whatever, I bought, you know, more for the half, more for the marathon and another couple goofy things. I still I reach for the half stuff more because I enjoy the half. Like I'll wear the marathon stuff because like I did I ran a marathon. You did it. I did it. I did it. I finished it was not the way I wanted it to be finished, but I did it. And I I finished. You were there. My husband was there. My daughter was there. Which for me, part of that whole motivation is wanting her to see that you can do the hard things. Whether you, like, I don't look like a runner. I am not a fast runner. I am not a competitive runner. I'm not an athlete. Like, that's not me. I don't think but you get to run. say that anymore. But I run. But I <laughs> You row. You go. You row every week. You run. You train for runs. Like you don't get to say you're not an athlete, but not in the sense of a competitive athlete. And my motivation is not. It's never on the cover of Shape Magazine for you. I do not look like an athlete. I do not look like the stereotype of a runner. I don't look like the stereotype of someone that is that active. Um. But I want to show my daughter and really get that ingrained in her head from such a young age that we can do the hard stuff. We can accomplish the things that we set our mind to. What are you thinking? I can't wait for her to be the age and we go to a family run. 
fun run because I am. Um, K's at Disney. I've already had the thoughts. I am very excited. I'm going. She I'm doing this. With Minnie, so she's going to get to wear a little Minnie Mouse costume when she's going to do the five You have a choice. I'm coming. I'm going be in the family costume because I'm there. Well. Oh my God. Oh yeah. my God. I cannot yeah. wait. Yeah, so I'm. If you don't have your own kids, just borrow your friends. Right, just come on. And that's that's what we did. She did me. <laughs> she did a park with us. She's like giving us tips on like how did you think you brought snacks for my kid because I couldn't fly with that many snacks. I didn't have room. So she bought snacks because she drove. She <laughs> brought homework. I brought home for your toys. Giant Cinderella castle. Oh, that one now. It's the, it's the 50th castle, right? And you know what I, it is, it's yeah. the same one you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the her mom had to pay more because it But you know what else I love about this, and I don't think we talked on it, was getting to that point. So mm-hmm. you had made a decision that you were going to do Dopey. While I was training for the 10K. While you were training for that 10K. It was like, you know what, if you're going to do that, I'm doing it too. And and then, and then things didn't work out that right. way. And I think they worked out the way they were supposed right. to. So, right. But training, we trained with Emily up until I got her. And I continued to And then you continued training her. Um, so I ran with her in the stroller. So let's see, the, it was last year. So she was one and a half, almost two. So she, she turned two in February. We did the race in beginning of January. So she was still less than two. Um, so I trained with my baby in that stroller pretty much every mile. Um, there were a handful of long runs where it was like I left her with my husband and I went out and I was gone for hours and I did my runs. Um, I really think that's really cool that your running journey started as you trying to grasp onto something to redirect some of your energy because after a loss of a child, and like, I can't keep living like this and I don't know what to do, but I need something to distract me. Mm-hmm. And that, that morph into this thing that you did with Emily once she was here. And like, I just, I think that's so cool. And I actually think that's probably really common for a lot of moms who mm-hmm. turn to running and like learning how to do that with your kids and with your family. And so many, so often it's so easy to be like, Oh, I got that. I got kids now. I don't have time for me. And it's like, how do you work them in to your activity? Because like you said, you want to be the example for her because you don't want her to feel like she has to sacrifice her well-being for everyone else. Right. So I run with her. Like I've even done a handful of runs. I'm just starting up training for the for Princess Weekend, which is I'm doing the challenge there, which is the 10K and the half the half is the longest race that weekend because they only do one marathon a year um so I am starting to run with her again um but I also when we came back from Goofy and Dopey I took a month and I didn't do really any anything I didn't run because my feet were jacked like after like something about running at Disney your feet hurt hurt way more it's a lot of, it's a lot of pavement it it's is. a lot of interstate pavement. yeah which is different um because holy cow hey let's you don't take it to couch you guys are on my blanket right <laughs> this is my spot I'm not nesting um but something about disney miles like your feet just hurt like so my feet like i came home and i was limping for like a couple weeks so I didn't run, I didn't anything. And then I had been seeing ads for the roadhouse. Um, and I was like, you know what? It all says the first class is free. I'm going to go check it out. So I need something. One, I need something as cross-training for running anyway. And two, like, I just, I needed something. Something so, for you. Something for me. Non-mom-related. Right, something that I, I, I could not do with my toddler. Because I am with her all of the time. Like, which is wonderful. But I also need time to just be and just be Erica and not just be mom. Um, so I went for my first class and holy cow is a person who likes to like sit in the background and just observe and like not get comfortable. So you walk in and you have to check in and they know it's your first time. So the receptionist walks you back. She gets you to your machine. She shows you how to set up. She's walking you through. Then the coach whoever the coach is that day, 
comes over and they talk to you and they make sure you've got the movement pattern and that you know what you're doing and they like break down how the class is going to work for this format, whatever format you start with. And then I also have people who are on other machines like, oh, it'll be all right. And they're talking to me and I'm like, oh boy, oh, this is a lot of attention. This is a lot, what? Finish the class and like the coach comes over and like, okay, you know, was it and they want to talk to you and then they want you to talk to the receptionist in part one to genuinely see how you're feeling and then two to get you signed up for membership and you know so I'm standing there and then I've got more people talking at me and I was like holy crap oh like this is a lot like I I sent her a snap when I left and I was like this is fun and I signed up and oh my god these people are talking <laughs> too much but they meant well and like it's me and it's not them and like I I had some feels but I also felt like it was so welcoming that like how could I not um so I did I signed up that day for four classes a month which is their lowest membership just because I can't always guarantee right now with Jesse being so my husband is in licensing class for the the nuclear power plant that he works at so he is on rotating between class time, between funky, weird hours because they have to go through simulator training and special falls, plus time on shift where he's rotating between day and night shift and weird days off. So this year is not the year for me to do a bigger membership. My intention now is that when he gets fully licensed next year and we are on a set, he rotates day and night and that's it. I'm going to increase my membership to at least the eight class a month membership because I enjoy it so that's much. Two hours a week. Two hours totally a week. And, and that is reasonable. You know, it's a four, it's 45 minute classes and I enjoy it. And there's a community there that I am becoming part of. So I signed Here up. Here you are. So I signed up on February 4th. They were advertising that they were doing a half marathon row on February 25th, which one is my daughter's birthday. And two, I was like, I just came off a freaking marathon. Let me do it. And I did. So three weeks after my first class, I rode a half marathon row. And I finished before people who'd been rowing for six months or a year or whatever. And I felt really good about that. I was not the first woman to finish. I was not the last woman to finish. I felt really good. I finished in two hours, two minutes. A month later, March 25th, they did a marathon row. And I teamed up with someone. She finished a minute or two behind me in the half. We finished the marathon row in just under four hours. It was like 3.56 or something. I expect us to be just over four hours because we were both just over two. I want to do the next one that they do. They did a, a marathon row last month that I wasn't able to get in for. And they did a half marathon row in August that didn't work because Jesse had things going on that day. So I couldn't get there. So I am looking, I am hoping that the next half marathon road lines up when I am home and not when I am in Disney for Princess Weekend. I just love, love, love that we started the conversation of talking about your previous version of healthy being for you know, working out because it was what you were supposed to do and not really enjoying it, but going through it because that was what is expected mm -hmm. to here you are like giddy with excitement. So like enjoying yourself. Mm -hmm wanting looking forward to these really long challenges like endurance challenges stamina challenges signing up challenges. for runs joining teams with people to go run <laughs> optical challenge courses that did happen my non-social my my wallflower friend who is crazy when she gets to know you but that takes time it does and a lot of trust sometimes yeah to like feel comfy and warmed up it's like out there being this whole new person and so, like, I love that. And I think it goes right back to, like, your new definition of healthy is doing things that feel good for you that are setting you up for the energy and the feelings that you want to feel every day to live the life that you're living. Also, this year, especially doing the Goofy Challenge in January, starting literally the first week of January was the Goofy Challenge. Um, I decided that this year was my year to to try new challenges, new physical challenges, push myself in new ways. So I signed up for Row House and I have loved it. 
I am getting to know people. Like there's some people where it's like literally like a, Hey, as you walk in and that's it. And then there's other people where it's like, I'll stop and we'll chat for 10 minutes before we leave. Um, and then I got talked into, or, well, no, no. So I did, I did get talked into the dragon boat race in August, um, which was again, big step out of my comfort zone for me. Um, but I did that with the team. Um, so we actually had two teams that day. Um, so everybody's there, everybody's grouped up. And, you know, so we did the dragon boat race part. And then we all, you know, not all, but a bunch of us went out um, for drinks and a snack after. And like, I went for that, which last year I would not have. I would have just done the race and been like, all right, I gotta go. Like, and I would have done the race. I might have done the race last year. Maybe. Use Maybe. 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 But I would not have then done the social side of it. Um, that Which I is so crazy to me, too, because you are the most, like, hospitable person and, like, the most welcoming person of making sure everyone's taken care of and, like... So but that's attention. That makes me, like, I am not, I am not the one that is being focused on. I'm very good at, like, air. not being the one being focused on. Um... I also have a hard time asking people for things. You know that. Like, I, I don't ask for a lot of help. I try to figure it out. And if I can't, then I ask for help. And if there's any hesitation, Sometimes. if there's any hesitation from the person that I'm asking for help, either, like, it doesn't work for them or they're not interested or, like, I can just tell that they're, like, eh, I'm, like, okay, don't worry about it. Like, it's fine. And I mean that genuinely. Like, it's, like, it's fine. Like, it's never a, oh, it's so fine. Like, it's. It's genuinely, like, if it's an inconvenience to someone else, then I'm like, okay, like, I don't worry about it. Like, I'll figure it out. I'll get there. Um, I'll make it work. Uh, you know. 2023 has been a year of you coming out of and doing things that, doing things scared. It, yep. It, like. Yep. And, you know, I don't know that it stems from this, but it's just interesting that it just came out of my mouth because that first run, knowing you were pregnant you did it scared. You did it anyway. It was being scared, not knowing what the future holds and doing it anyway, because you knew that that was what was going to be best for you in the long run. And it gave me something besides the fear focus on. Yeah. Which I'm still working on. Kind of I think that's like a forever journey. Yeah. I don't know that we ever figure that out. I think we just get either let the fear stop you from doing things or you get really good at Doing, doing it anyway of recognizing it and becoming okay with the uncertainty and doing it anyway so yeah so i did the dragon boat thing back in august and then three weeks ago i went in for class regular class and i got uh oh and like the coach is like freaking out trying to think of who she can ask to take part in the tough mutter team because somebody backed out and they did a corporate team so they needed the full slot um so she asked me and I was like, uh, well, one, when is it? Like I had to make sure that I had someone available to take care of my daughter. Cause obviously I can't take her by myself cause she can't run a tough mother. And thanks. That would not be fun. <laughs> She's not a fan of being muddy. I love puddles. She loves her puddles, but she'll splash and she'll get mud on her. And, ah. Okay, great. Um, you know, so I had to figure that out and I'm like literally messaging my husband right before class starts and I'm like so I'm gonna do the tough butter with the team this day you're gonna have her like it's fine and he's like um okay <laughs> yeah so they had done they did one team training thing the week before so of course I sign up after that happens so like I'm completely unprepared I don't know what the obstacles are I don't know and like I am not in the best shape I've been. And I, like, I will admit this year has kind of been, like, most of what I've done is grow house. A um, little bit of running here and there. Lots and lots of walking and playing with my toddler. But I am not in the best shape that I've been in. So I was like, oh, I'm not. I'm going to be the slow person on the team. I was not the slowest person on the team. But we also moved as a team, which was really, really cool, to go through the Tough Mudder basically any kind of challenge like that as a team. So there were 19 of us on the course, um, moving together, helping each other over obstacles, you know, encouraging everybody, like pulling somebody over, pushing somebody over. So it was really, really good. 
Um, and we made it almost all the way to the end. And one of the guys on the team got sick. He ducked into the med tent that was right there. We were still waiting for other people to finish one of the obstacles that they were climbing over. Um, so he went into the med tent and they came out and they like tapped me. They're like, hey, we got one of your guys in here. So I stayed with him and had the rest of the team finish. The only thing that makes me sad there is that we missed the team photo at the finish because they all went through and then immediately took a picture. Um, so we don't have a, a finish photo with the full team together. That's the only thing that gets me there. Um, but you know, he, he's fine. Uh, he's blood sugar issue, I think. Cause as soon as they gave him a snack, he was good to go. Yeah. Um, so we did it. We did it as a team. Nobody was all these news. And like, when I first started this podcast, mm-hmm. never did I think that you would be excited like I was so nervous to ask you because I didn't want you to feel like obligated to say yes to me because you're such a performer of me you were telling me how you were changing up the podcast and I was thinking I don't want to overstep and tell her that I would do it I I don't want her to think that I'm like I'm like oh I should be on (laughs) and then you're like I'm so like you're always like one of my biggest cheerleaders. Like you were all in for any of my crazy ideas. Like, and so I didn't want you to feel like obligated to say yes. And, but then I was like, her story is so good. Like there's so many different parts of it and we're going to have to have you on again. Cause there's so many other little micro stories in this that I think are so relatable for people and that would help them feel not alone. And so I was so nervous, but then like, here you are. So you're, enjoying exercise you're running on purpose you're signing up for challenges all over the place you're joining social club like you're being social with strangers in the world and you're sitting here ready for this knowing that this is going to get uploaded to youtube and that anyone could uh-huh. watch it uh-huh. like there were fields there were fields in the car all the way here i was like oh no <laughs> but i'm here do it anyway then yeah. this is my year to just say screw it and do it anyway. and just do it anyway and so definitely going to have you back because there's some other micro stories that I want to hop into um that I think would be really relatable um and so I just, and you know them <laughs> I did ask them. there anything off the table today where we started I was like I don't know um and so I just want to say thank you um and to the mom I want to that's who I want you to talk to right now okay. to the mom who's trying who's feeling a little lost, trying to find her way and not sure how to start maybe getting a routine, what would you say to her? Um, so one, it depends on if you're trying to do this with your child or alone. Um, if you're trying to do it with them, just try it. Like the worst that's going to happen is they're going to have a meltdown. And okay, so like, especially if you're going out for a run or a walk and they're in the stroller, they have a meltdown, you turn around, you go home, or you go back to your car, if you drive to where you need to run, whatever. Try. If they make it five minutes, they make it five minutes. It's more than you would have done had you not tried it scared. Had you not just said, well, we're going to see what happens. If it's working out at home with your kid, you know, try it. Put on, you know, if there's a show that they like, put that on and you take five minutes and you lift, you know, if you've got five pound dumbbells, do that lift them like half the time the the most exercise I get is wrestling with my daughter you know she loves to be thrown around granted she's not super big at this point she's 25 26 pounds she's but it's still not like it's like not, it's still it's works. still she's big enough still now that you're like you have to right I have to work I have to you know she wants to run she wants me to chase her she wants to be thrown around so I am up and down I'm lifting her you know like a workout doesn't have to look like a traditional workout for it to be exercise. And it doesn't have to be weightlifting in the traditional sense. Throw your kid around, like do something active, take them to the park and you go up and down and you go up and down the stairs while they're doing the slides, you know, or, you know, you chase them around the park, like go out and throw a ball, just, do something with them. And if it's, you're trying to find a routine where you're going to the gym and you've got somebody watching them, whether that's your spouse or somebody else, try it. If they, you know, if they have to call you home because your kid's 
absolutely losing it. Okay, you tried, you did something. Something is better than nothing. And finding that space because you cannot be the best mom, the best wife, the best whatever for everybody else if you don't take care of something inside of you too. And, it, you know, for me, running with my daughter allows me to do something for me and spend time with her and do something that's good for her because it gets her out of the house. It's fresh air. She gets to check things out. Generally, when I'm running with her, I'm not blasting music in my ears. Like, I'm not. So I can talk to her. We can interact. We can talk about, you know, oh, did you see that bird? Do you see those trees? Like, there's ways to make it something you can do with them, whether it's whether it looks like what you pictured in your head beforehand or not. and being okay with it being perfect. And, you know, again, if, if they can't make it through, you know, you're setting out to do a five mile run and you make it two miles before your kid is just absolutely losing it. Even two miles that beats sitting on the couch wishing you were. And I really think that's the biggest part for me is I just do it with her. I, I do life with her. I don't put my life on pause for her she is part of everything I do she goes to restaurants with us she goes we if I want to go for a run she's with me if I want to go swim she's with me if we go on the boat she's with us if we do anything she's there there are times and spaces where she's not part of it and either my husband is my support or we have someone watch her or like you make it work how you have to but you have to try you have to start trying somewhere because if you don't, you're never going to get where you want to be. Because if you don't start exercising with them, that's not going to, like, if you don't show them that, they're never going to build that habit, that connection that has like a, oh, you know, we move our bodies and it's good for us and it makes us feel good. And they're not going to have that built into the foundation of who they are. And I think that's so important. And I try to make sure that I'm acting for, you know, we're, if we're, the days we go out, but we go to the sandbar and we're running and we're playing and we're, you know, we're in and out of the water. Chasing and all the things. Like when you came, you were not allowed to sit for more than like 30 seconds. That's what Miss I go it. for. Missed it. She's the reason I go to play. <laughs> Half the time. <laughs> but you have to, you have to show them. And the only way to do it sometimes is to do it with them. And, and let, it do it, let it be ugly. Like, it does not have to be pretty. Let it be ugly. Let it be chaos. Let it be interrupted. Let it take you five hours to do a half-hour workout. Like, it's fine. It's better than doing nothing. I love that. You know what? That's where we're ending this. So, this is Chica with Talking. Erica, how can people find you if they want to follow maybe your running journey to the, <laughs> to the princess or princess. just connect with you in general? Uh, I, for that, I would say Instagram is probably the best place. Uh, it is at Erica Lynn one, three, two, one. I'll put that in the show notes. Go show her some love. Um, and she's always open. Like feel free to message her. She is such a good human to have in your corner. I am very good, especially at being a background cheerleader. She's so people. good at it. So good at it. Everyone needs an Erica. You can't have her, have her, but I like <laughs> But with that, as humans talking, see you next time. Bye. Bye.